Hey, we, we got here early, extra early today to, just to pray. And uh, I know, I mean, you get up every morning at 5 o'clock, so you've been praying. And when we were putting this message together this week, it was like the Lord just said, hey, why don't we do something new? Why don't you guys just leave your notes and just come and, and let me just use you. And so Amen. we were both, I was kind of scared. I was excited. Um, <laughs> you were scared too, scared. whatever. I heard you say that. <laughs> but as we were, were actually praying about this, I was drawn, we were drawn uh, back to the original couple, being Father's Day. Uh, and by the way, we love you dads. And, and if you're Father's a father, Day. happy Father's Day. Some of you are brand new fathers, and you know, of course, we know that there are some in this room that their their dad wasn't all that. He showed the his human side more than he should have. And for those of you who are in that category, all I can say is look up, look up to the, your heavenly Father, because he's your he's your perfect Father. All right, we're all going to let you down. We human dads are going to let our kids down, right? We're going to let our wives down. We're going to let our family and friends down. But God never lets us down. So if you can, just even though it's Father's Day, just keep looking up. If you've had one of those experiences where God didn't, or your dad didn't treat you well, and uh, you know, pray for him. Pray for your dad. Amen. So anyhow, God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Do you know we're the only creatures on this planet? that God did this with. We're it. Human beings. Made in God's image. Dolphins were as cool as dolphins are. They weren't made in God's image. As smart as they are, they don't have the intellect that we have. Human beings are the only people, the only ones, the only mammals, the only animals, whatever you want to call us, that look like God. I believe it's the Spirit in us, it's not this outside shell, but it's the Spirit in us that looks like God because God is Spirit. And those that worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. And, and that's a lot of what we want to talk about today is that you need to come to your Father in truth. How many of you dads, you recognize right away when your son or your daughter comes to you and they're lying? You, you can see it. You know it. And sometimes it's Spirit-inspired. I still remember the day my son Joe came in and we were talking a little bit and all of a sudden we said something that we could not have known. And he looked at us and he goes, how did you know that? And we just both looked at him. I think uh, we said it at the same time. Yeah. It's God. And what was fun was I heard him going back to his brothers and say, I think they have eyes behind their head. <laughs> So, it was a Holy Spirit moment. God showed us what we needed Amen. to see at that moment. We said the right thing, and it scared them enough to stop doing the dumb thing they were doing. But that's because we were created in God's image. An animal couldn't have done that. But you know, God wants to assist you. God wants to help you. And, and I started thinking about, you are my helpmate. I am. If you jump up to uh, Genesis 2. And I believe it's, where is that? Lord placed man in the Garden of Eden. 
verse 15, to watch over it. Uh, Then the Lord gave him this warning. You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat that fruit, you are surely going to die. Now, Adam, if your dad told you, if you do such and such, you're surely going to die. Would you have listened to him, or would you still listen to him? <laughs> before or after? Let's say it's before. <laughs> you, probably, you probably want to do what he told you not to do, thinking, hey, if, if dad really doesn't want me to do this, I mean, how smart is he really? Right? I'm, a, I'm way smarter than him. I mean, someday I'm going to have a Ph.D. or two or three on the end of my name. How smart is my dad? But I know your dad's wise because he's put God first in his life. And God told Adam, don't eat from this tree. If you do, surely you're going to die. And did he listen? I love this part. (laughs) Stupid. And by the way, what ends up happening next, and and I'm, I'm, I'm always guilty of this. I always try to blame it on the woman. Right? That's right. It's always our fault. It, <laughs> Praise God. Some things never change. But, you know, really it was her fault for listening to the, to the serpent. To the serpent. And, and that's in, in uh, Genesis 3, but we're, we should probably read that. Or should we? Should we read that part? All right. So I, di- I didn't actually say this, but God saw that Adam needed a helper. He needed a helpmate. He needed someone to assist him through this life. And it isn't to say that men can't do it on their own, even though some of you can't. How many of you men made your bed this morning or put your underwear in the dirty clothes? How many didn't? Yeah, don't raise your hand. You need your wife. And it's not that she can only pick up underwear. And you, there you go. Don't, don't, be, <laughs> don't misquote me. I'm, I picked the, the smallest thing just to say sometimes we're a bunch of dummies when it comes to this stuff. We do need these ladies to help us. But there's so many strong ways that we need your help. I don't know how I'd do this. I don't know how I would pastor here at this church if you weren't pastoring right next to me. I don't think I could do it. Oh, you could. But, but, it is but I'd mess it up. <laughs> because here's the thing. There are times when I have your number... On my phone, I'm ready to call you and give you a piece of Pastor Norm. And then she's right there going, you can't do that. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's happened once or twice. But she's she's my buffer. And, And I believe we help each other there the same. Sometimes I'm her buffer. You know, she wants to blow somebody up. Anybody else ever have this experience? I mean, are we all just peaceful, loving people and we never think about stuff like this? No, there are people that really rub you the wrong way and you're just thinking, what in the world is wrong with them? And you just want to go grab them and go, Okay, maybe I'm letting a little too much out today. Are you feeling better? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, uh, <clears throat> Pastor Barb and I are going on a four-week vacation. Maybe that's why. <laughs> A little too much flesh is coming out. No, 
that's not why. We're actually going down to try to uh, sell her mom's uh, house to, to pay for costs. Um, but we'll be gone the next four weeks. And by the way, we have a great team here, and I just wanted to point them out really quick, and then we'll get back to what we're talking about, I think. So, Pastor Roger, would you stand up? And, and Tony, you just saw him head out. There he is up there. Uh, Peggy, would you guys stand? Uh, Dave, where's Dave O'Hare? Brian. They're up there. Not Al over here. He stood up, but he's not Dave. He looks, you, you don't look like Dave either, so. You, you're like the hipster in the church, man. You are. You wearing your cross today? Oh, man, see, that's what I thought was the hipster part. <laughs> but you're, you're an awesome man. I, I, I'm glad you're here. So anyway, uh, did I name everybody? Tori's here somewhere, maybe. Nope, he's working today, right? Yep, they're all nodding at him. So this is our board. If you guys have any issues, go to them. Uh, Julie is in the back here. You can talk to her. Rose is on the other side of Ken. Uh, the two ladies are back hidden back there. There are two bookkeepers. If you need anything financial, see them. Next Sunday, we'll have this in the bulletin, but their numbers will be in there in case you need to contact somebody. So for the next four weeks, you won't see us around here, but that doesn't mean we're not praying for you. So focus. Focus, chat. <laughs> Nothing wrong Adam with a straight and line, and chat. And I know God made Eve to be man's helpmate, and I like that. Amen? Doesn't mean she's a doormat. It means she's there to help. We're like this. I'm telling you. And, and if maybe you're in a relationship that's not perfect yet, but the more you put God in it, Amen. the more you'll be like this. And, and maybe like this, two thumbs up. This is us. And I love this woman. And, and we've had our moments. You've heard a lot of our stories. We're not perfect. If you think we're perfect, I don't know who you've been listening to. But we love God. We love our family. And we love you. And that's really what our uh, message is about today is put God first then your family, then the church. So let's move to this next part. Where are you? How come I'm reading everything? You want to get your Bible out? Will you read your Bible? This you is your part. This <laughs> when did we decide Listen, that? Let me, just, let me just share what God's putting on my heart. You know, again, with Eve, I've, we all know she messed up, right? She, she got... She started looking at that fruit because they couldn't have it. How many here, when something you want, especially a lot of us who love food. Like a cookie? Like a cookie or dessert. Anybody you know, have a cookie? It doesn't bother you at all until someone says, don't eat that anymore. And then that's all you can think about. It's like going for surgery or a doctor's appointment and they say, no water after midnight. Any other night, I don't drink water till I get up the next day. But in the middle of the night, when they say no water, you're like, Thursday. Okay, when you put it in that perspective, think about Eve. She could have anything in that garden except that one tree, and those, whatever was on it was looking mighty fine. She kept thinking, man, what is so big about that? It looks like the rest of the stuff in the garden. And then the enemy, called the serpent, started nipping in her ear. Why not? Do you really feel like God meant that? I think 
It's called the tree of not only good and evil, but of knowing your eyes will be opened. You'll know everything. You'll know what God knows, and Ooh. he just doesn't want you to know. And she got to the point where she entertained the enemy enough to believe him. That is a life lesson. Do not entertain the enemy. When he starts whispering at your ear, you say, in the name of Jesus, you flee. When I submit my life to the Lord, you have to flee. James 4, 7. So right there, God gave us a tool. When the enemy starts whispering in your ear, you smack him down and you step on his neck and you don't let off. And then you look up to God and say, what do I need today, Lord? You show me. So here we are in the garden. That's right. And the woman's blowing it. That's right. Because she decided to eat from the fruit. So what happened? And then she offered it to her husband. That's right. And then he ate. And he ate. Wait a minute. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave to her husband who was with, who was, who was with her? With her. So he was listening to the And he ate it too. Conversation. Wait a minute. So as the leader of the home, yeah. you should have I sh you shouldn't. I should have. Adam should have stopped. I should have stopped you right there. <laughs> what was I thinking? So, ladies, we need to be under our husband's covering. Husbands, you need to be our covering. Amen? And the tragedy here was that before this happened, they were, and, and John and uh, Judy talked about this last week, they were beautifully naked, and there was no shame. But the second that they bit into that apple, the Bible says, they realized they were naked and they were ashamed. So everything God had done up to that point was awesome and amazing and beautiful. And then sin entered, entered in, and now all of a sudden what God did wasn't so beautiful. And there was this wall that instantly grew between man and God. Now God could have left us there. And you know the rest of the story, hopefully, that they were kicked out of the garden because if they'd stayed there, they would have lived forever in their sins. But God, being the merciful God that He is, He said, no, kick them out. And there are some other things that happen here that I didn't, we didn't talk about this, but uh, just to show this real quick. Because I, I looked at this and I went, all right, the, the serpent messed up, right? Satan. And he says, because you've done this, God said, you are going to be cursed more than all the animals, domestic and wild. You'll crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. So that's the relationship between man and the devil. Right? Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth. How many women have gone, can say, ouch? You know what I'm talking about. We men can't help you there. You will desire to control your husband. Did you see this part? You will desire, you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. It's right there. <laughs> what verse are you on? I, I'm on uh, verse 16. Okay. That's going to be my new favorite verse. <laughs> yeah. I see that. If you, if you back up here, back up just for a moment. 
All right, somehow Eve got the spiritual pants on when she took that apple. And her husband just stood there watching. Oh, that looks like a great idea, honey. Let's do this. Let's, we will surely die. Let's do this. Right? He was right there, men. And he let her take the apple. He didn't try to convince her and say, Honey, God told me if we eat from this, we are surely, surely, surely going to die. Okay. <laughs> maybe she would have left it alone. But Adam, yeah, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Let's go ahead and eat the fruit. And they surely died. There you go. Did God lie? No, no he always tells the truth. Why don't we listen? And so, if you're sitting there right now thinking, I would have never done that, ever. If I, you know, you read scripture and you go, what were these people thinking? Why didn't they follow God? You think about today's situation. Some of you can't even get to church half the time. Uh-oh. So, don't you be Now we're not pointing fingers at anybody. On the word of God, because it's easy to say, I'd never do that. And the minute that comes out of your mouth, you think about how... There's been things in your life that you should have done and you didn't. Amen? So Adam blew it. He blew it, but you know what? Isn't God cool? He is. God took away. He, he, He's merciful. He probably was scratching his head going, well, what happened? But he knew. And he said, you know, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix this. And he made a plan for, that includes each and every one of us, which is amazing. I love that. That he didn't sit there and complain and stomp his feet and say, I can't believe they didn't listen to me. I can't. <laughs> How many times do we keep bringing our past up of something someone's done to us or hasn't done, and we get it in front of us and we never let go of it and go on? You know, we have an example. God showing us in the word that he is going to keep going and keep loving us no matter what we do wrong, but we still need to come to him. Amen? I know I kind of went off in a different no, direction. No, that's fine. So, <laughs> I have no idea where you're going next. I don't but. either. But I just know there's somebody here today that needs to hear this. That you messed up, you screwed up, you feel like you are not worthy. You, God can't even look at you because you've done so many horrific things. Well, let me tell you right now, he doesn't care. He's standing there waiting for you to open your arms and say, Jesus, let me in. I love you. That's all he wants to hear is, I accept my, your son. Amen? So for you that feel like you're a mess, just stop where you are, and today you get a do-over. Amen. 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 And I really feel today's message is all about the do-overs. God wants to take you and do over. But that doesn't mean you keep going back to the way you were. Clear the stage. Clear like the Like that stage. song said, get the junk out of your life, the stuff that you know is not Amen. honoring God. Amen. And listen, maybe it's the pornography that you're watching on cable TV. Hello? You know who I'm talking to here, if that's you. Maybe, maybe it's the stuff that comes out of your mouth. Is it from the Lord? Does it honor God when you speak? Or do people go, 
Get the idols out of your life. And then you'll experience God like he intended to be experienced. But if you keep on doing the stuff you've always done, and you keep on letting that sin overcome you, you're never going to know what it's really like to have the love of God fill you. Today I've experienced it twice already, and I'm telling you, it makes a blubbering idiot out of me. Maybe not an idiot, but I'm blubbering. And it's just awesome. Thank you, Jesus. It's just awesome. So one of the first things that we wanted to discuss, if we get there, should we go there? I was going to say, we, our, our message today was coming out of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, yep. And Where is that? That's, that's before uh, six, Yahshua. Four, yeah. But um, our motto has always been God, family, then church. So if you're in a do-over today and you're going, I just don't know how to do this, you start with God. We have 12 minutes to finish. You've got to have a relationship with the Lord, and then your family is next. Your family is important. As much as I'd love to say, no, just let's go, let's hop a step and go right to church, we need you. But your family is most important. It's God, family, and church. And what God is saying, Deuteronomy chapter 6, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And if you Don't forget your strength. And your strength. And if you do that, God's going to show you everything you need to do. And when you come through those whole overwhelming moments where you're almost, I know sometimes I just get, I can't catch my breath because I don't know what to do next. There's so much pressure. There's so many things I need. What, what? And then I think, okay, wait a minute. Okay, God, you got this. And when you give it to God, he does something special. And you walk in his love and his discernment and wisdom. Amen? So we don't have this up behind us, but if you want to put up that third slide... I think it's the third slide. Love God. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. What? How many grandparents do we have in here? Same for you. Repeat them to your grandkids at the end of the day, over and over and over. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're traveling all the way down to Florida to do the Nova martial arts with all your family. Talk about God, His Word, His promises, His love, etc. until you're getting up the next day. Tie them around your hands, wear them on your forehead as reminders, Write them on the doorposts of your house, or in our case, put a little refrigerator magnet on there to hold your, your scriptures up there. We should constantly be reminded of God's promises. Because the devil's going to remind you of how wicked you are. Amen. He's going to remind you of where you failed. But if you've got God's promises on your refrigerator when you get up, or maybe even on your mirror in your bathroom when you wake up, what are you going to be reminded of the first thing in the morning? God's promises. And they're all yes and amen in Christ. Right? All right. So that's step one. Love God. Love God. Now, do you want me to go to the... Well, we're going to the family part, aren't we? And that's found in Ephesians, Ephesians 5. 5 and 6. 
And you have that one, right? I do. All right, go ahead. Or are you there already? I'm there. Go ahead. Oh, wait, maybe I'm not. I got it, I got it. That's before Philippians. Philippians. Well, in Ephesians 5, it talks about wives submitting to your husbands and husbands. Can we read that part? Sure. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit to their husbands in everything. Good. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. So again, you see it going hand in hand. Women are supposed to submit to their husband. Husbands, though, you need to love your wife like Christ loves the church. That means you give everything you have to your family. See, this was supposed to be a Father's Day message, and I think the most important thing we need to walk out of here with, God has told we men that we are to be the leaders. And, and here's my fear as a pastor and as a husband is that we've let our families down, many of us. We haven't taken on that role as we should so, as Pastor Barb already said, today's the day of do-overs if that's you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because God's in the business of do-overs. He didn't send Jesus so you could die in your sins. He sent Jesus so you'd be empowered. He sent Jesus so that you would know what to do next. And if you follow His example and live like Jesus lived, have the character of Jesus, the integrity of Jesus, you're, you can't go wrong. And you're going to get the victory. And some of you, you've messed up big time through this life. I'm talking to the men. Some of you have just not been a very good dad. But that's yesterday. Today is a new day. Amen. Slate is clean. Amen? Amen. Amen. So the last part of this with the families is where it jumps into, and, and I could have gone through some other things, but we'll, we'll forget that part for now. Go back and read Ephesians 5. And then in, in verse 1 of chapter 6, it says, Children, obey your parents, because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will live a long life on the earth. Fathers, if that's you, say that's me. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, Bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Amen. He didn't say that to the women. We can nag. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's no you don't way. nag. I, <laughs> you just make your point a lot. <laughs> oh, praise God. So we have loving God, loving the family. And then that last you part. This is the one where it's all of us. All of us. All of us. And, and that's, uh, where is that? Mark chapter 12. Yeah, I had it. I had it. I think I had a sticky note there. Oh, there is a sticky note there. Oh, no, that's the one about the fig and tree. I tell We're not you doing too, the fig tree. While he's finding that, I love Proverbs 22. There's a lot of, of parents out there that are worried about their children who have strayed from God. 
But Proverbs 22 has a promise. Six, Proverbs 22, six says, train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Hang on to that, repeat it. See your son or daughter, or whoever it is you want, you see them saved, you see them going to Jesus. You have that faith eye to believe that God's going to do something in their life. So does that mean Never at, let go. at 18 when they get those stupid genes and they start living for the world and living for themselves, does that mean that God didn't answer their prayer? No, you keep it up. You keep going until you see the fruit. Some of us just need to go through the school of hard knocks. That's just the way it is. Anybody else in here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of us just need to find our way. But eventually, the Bible says, and I believe that's why uh, Proverbs 22, 6 is so accurate. Eventually, if you've planted in them the, the seeds of the gospel and you've loved your kids just as Christ loved the church, they're going to come back eventually. Amen. But you, you just keep praying for I them. I love that. Keep believing you, for Jesus. them. Hallelujah. And that might be your grandkid. Some of you are older. Maybe that's you. So let's move to uh, Mark chapter 12. And we were going to, this is kind of the same thing as Deuteronomy 6. But here, uh, Jesus, if I can find it again, where'd it go? Oh, there it is. The most important commandment is this, Jesus said Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one and he is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So where do we just hear that from? Deuteronomy 6. Okay. Then the next part, and this is the part that trips so many people up. The second, though, Jesus said, who said it? Jesus. Is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm supposed to love you. Come on. Nobody in this room is exempt from this verse. In fact, Jesus goes on in, uh, I believe it's Matthew 7, and he actually says to love your enemy. enemies. And I'll tell you what, you may be new to church, but sometimes there's some serious friction in the church family. There can be Sister Elma over here and Sister Babushka over here, and those two just glare at each other through all of you, through the whole service. I've seen it happen. Should it be that way, though? No. Are they being scriptural? No, they need to go to that person. and This is in Rome, uh, Matthew 7. They need to go to that person and forgive her. I don't care what it is, forgive Forgive. If Jesus forgave you, who are you not to forgive somebody else? And Jesus is the one that said this, as you forgive, so will you be forgiven. So how many here want to be forgiven of all their sins? Then you need to forgive. So if there's somebody in your sphere of influence, family member, church family member, you need to get it right. And what does this interaction do? You want to know? It promotes God the Holy Spirit. It gives Him room to move. When we forgive each other of those, usually they're dumb little things anyway, 
that we get angry with our, our sister or our brother, usually it's, it's, it should... I love what Pastor Jack Williams said before he passed away. He said, what's it going to matter in a hundred years? And if what you're worried about today or angry with somebody else about in this room today, what's it going to matter in a hundred years? Let it go. Let God in. So God first, then the family, family, then the the church. church. This is the healthy model that the Lord has given us to follow. How are we going to end this? Well, I did want to share a little bit of going back to the strife. You know, it grieves my heart when I hear somebody who doesn't go to church say, why would I go there? They can't even get along. They're fighting amongst each other. And it just grieves my heart. And several, it's been in the past, but we we caught something on Facebook. And you know, 99% of the time, what you hear is not truth. It's miscommunication. And if you take the time to do it God's way, by going to the person you have in question or you don't understand something and talking to them, it gets cleared up. But when you don't and you walk away and say, oh, I can't believe what Sister Papushnik went through. Dee, Molly, did we you We made that hear, word up, by the way. Did you hear That's not what a real person. her? No, what? Just in by case the time there is a Sister Papushnik. By the time it gets to four or five people, it's turned into a monster that's not even true. So as a church body, let's try to get along so someone who wants to learn about Jesus won't feel like that. And everybody here gets the do-over. When you walk through those doors, I don't care what everybody else has said. You have a clean slate. you got to prove to us that you got an issue. And we'll work with you. We'll love on you. Our family will pray for you. So this is your hospital. This is where you get to heal. You get to grow. And you get to know Jesus in a special way. Amen? Amen. Amen. I think that's it. Praise God. Woo! So, are you going to sit down with me? I can. Yeah, you better be careful. I don't know what we're doing, but... Just sitting down. Yes, okay. Oh, that's nice. That's what it feels like. Do you love these guys? Do you really love them? I do. I might not like some of them, but I love them. (laughs) Oh, come on. I'm just being honest. No, I do. I do love them. I I feel, like I said, my nickname's Mama Moo. And there's nights, some of you, I don't even know, but I know you're going through hardships. My heart just breaks, and I pray for you. We pray in the Spirit all the time for this church. And some of your faces pop up in our heads, and we're like, wow wonder what they're doing tonight and we just think about you just wanted you to know that and we really do love you if we didn't we wouldn't have been here 16 years <laughs> we're not here for the money all right i'm just just saying that's not why we're here we could be in a lot of bigger churches somewhere on a different end of the planet where it's actually warm and and god put us here though and so we would, don't don't want to be anywhere other than where god puts us and you're our family we hurt with you, we rejoice with you, we have fun with you. So 
you've got to be honest with us. Yes. We don't, we don't break if you don't like something we're doing, you need to come to us. We don't. No, we'd rather hear it from you than Amen. from six other people that Sister you've Kapufnik. told. So just, just take that to heart. Listen, while we're gone, we've got, we've got everything covered. It's, it's going to be an amazing service every week. We're, we're hoping that the Holy Spirit shows up even bigger Amen. than he did today with, in our absence, which we know has happened before. But next Sunday is kind of special. And would you put up that second slide or third slide, the one with the, uh, the fool on it? There you go. Anybody recognize him? That's Ray Comfort. And he's the one that wrote the Evidence Bible. He's the one that has helped produce uh, a lot of different movies with uh, uh, Cameron, uh, Kurt Cameron. Yeah, I always <laughs> get it backwards. My son's name is Cameron. Anyway, so next Sunday... You're, you're still going to have worship. It'll be a little shorter. And then they're going to dive into this movie. And this is, this is a preview. It's coming out in theaters, but this is actually a preview. You're going to see it before anybody else. And during it, you're going to get to do a little survey for the company. And then at the end, they're going to offer you the opportunity to p purchase. And this is $40 for this little USB that has $1,000 worth of Ray Comfort's material on it that is going to make you a better witness. How many could use a little bit of help in that area? Amen. This whole movie is about him and how God used him as a fool to witness to thousands and tens of thousands of atheists. Yes, atheists, Adam. <laughs> and God used him and it worked. Most of the time. But there were a few that didn't listen. And he'll go into more of that. So that's next Sunday. I've never done this before on a Sunday morning. So I hope you'll still come back after you see it. <laughs> and still love us enough. But I believe that, and the whole reason I wanted you to see it, this dovetails off of what I shared with you a few weeks ago when we talked about uh, go and tell. All right, This is going to give you a little bit more stuff to be able to go and tell people about what God's done for you. Amen? So that's next Sunday. And invite some friends. At the very end, I'm getting the nudge. At the very end, he does talk about salvation. All right, you want to close in prayer? Lord, we just thank you and praise you for this day. We ask you to touch hearts, touch minds, and make us stronger in you. Lord, we just ask that each one coming and going, keep them safe and draw them closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. God bless you.